It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. It's time to make the dough rise. Once again, I'm Walter Storholt alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisors, serving you throughout the Lake Country and beyond with an office in Greensboro, Georgia. Find us online at livingworth.com. We also have with us back for a second time, Brett Danko of Main Street Financial Solutions. We enjoyed our first conversation so much, we brought him back in for another conversation on today's podcast. Let's introduce you to everybody's voices on the show. You're probably familiar if you're an old hat at listening to this program with Brian Doe's voice, but just in case you're new, hey Brian, how are you this week? Hey Walter, how's it going? This is Brian. Yep, yeah, it's uh, the the sultry tones of Brian Doe. I don't know. Has anyone called, described your voice as sultry before? I think that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing? The dulcet tones, the dulcet tones of uh, Brett Danko with us again. Hey, Brett, how are you? All right. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Walter. Well, I know that you have a lot of passion and a lot of energy, Brett, surrounding today's topic, one that usually doesn't have those words described with it, but that's why we're so excited to lean on you for this information today. We're talking about Medicare. And guys, quick. Yes. Yes. yes there yes, it is. Yes. The energy just pouring uh-huh. out, pouring out. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because I felt like, you know, having talked to Brian and having worked with financial advisors in some sort of interview capacity now for the last, oh, I don't know, eight to 10 years or so, I felt like I've started to get a decent grasp on Medicare, Medicaid, and, and you know, that sort of uh, ballpark. And then my wife was studying to be a, a nurse practitioner and recently graduated. Very exciting. She had to study all of this. This as well. So it was really interesting to get the financial perspective for all these years, but then to get her perspective and what it said in her textbooks and get her perspective from kind of like purely the medical portion of analyzing mm-hmm. Medicare and those kinds of things. So anyway, I'm really intrigued to hear today's conversation about Medicare because Brian, would you say that it's indeed one of the most confusing topics when it comes to financial planning and planning for retirement? So I was up in Pennsylvania for one of our summits with Main Street, and I was sitting in a room with about a dozen other certified financial planners, people who had MBAs, and all they passed various licenses and credentials. It was a smart group of people in the room. And a Medicare expert or specialist, if you will, came in to break down all the different plans and options and how to advise people on it. And, you know, we were a little, you know, puffed up. We were a competent group. We thought we'd have no problem handling this topic. And by the time we finished, we realized that Medicare is an entity unto itself. There are so many rules. It's so dependent on the interface with the medical community, like you mentioned. We're even seeing doctors, you know, that are not taking Medicare, the premiums and the rules and the coverages, just like uh, traditional employer benefit plans, constantly changing. And so now now that fall is in the air and things are cooling down here, open enrollment time is coming back up. It is a great time to revisit Medicare as a topic. And I have the person, Brett Danko, on today who has, in my opinion, one of the best analogies for understanding Medicare of anybody that I've met. So with that, uh, let, let me uh, turn it over to Brett. Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things that clients worry about is healthcare. And as certified financial planners, as fiduciaries, when we sit down and talk to somebody about their short, mid, and long-term goals, one of the things that comes up is, especially for retirees, they'll say, well, I know you don't handle this, but I don't really understand you know, the whole medical side. Or 
the whole medical side scares me. And I hear these stories that I need three, four, five hundred thousand dollars And that really worries me because I may run out of money. Or long-term care. I don't understand long-term care. And, and that's something that, that kind of you know concerns me and it could wipe out all of our, our family money, et cetera. Well, as certified financial planners, we need to be able to talk about these subjects. And while no one at our firm is selling a Medigap policy or different Medicare policies. We're not selling them. We do want to make sure that we understand from a planning perspective how it works, how all of these various coverages fit together to make sure that the client is covered and their spouse is covered uh, for, for health issues throughout the rest of their life. And then to make sure that they have the money to be able to pay for these things. So it really is not just looking at it, oh, well, here's an investment. Oh, I'll make sure you have enough money. It's let's make sure you understand the process. Let's make sure that you understand where the dollars are going to be going and make sure that you can have peace of mind so that you're not worrying about it, that there aren't big surprises, that you actually understand that there is a process, there is a way to go ahead and analyze this and look at it. And so, you know, I came up with with something to help me to understand it. It was working with a family member of mine. I don't know if we want to get to that uh, right now. But the biggest thing is, is that this is one of the largest costs that a retiree is going to have, and that's healthcare. And making sure that they understand it, making sure that they uh, have the assets to pay for it, and that it's done as though it's not a surprise saying, oh, we ran out of money. No, we're going to be talking about it uh, when you're 60 years old, when you're 65 years old, when you're 70 years old. Constantly making sure that it is on the front of your planning in terms of making sure that there are no surprises later on in life. So one of the big questions, Walter, obviously, is you know what's what's the cost? Most people, as they've gone through their working years, have been on a group plan or an employer-sponsored plan, or you know maybe if they've had their own business, they've they've had to take out a personal policy, and the types of coverages and things that you need protection against when you're younger, when you have family members, you know certainly children, uh, you need some. Life insurance, and in case of premature death, you need coverages for, you know, pediatric and for, you know, if you get sick, if you need different surgeries or get injured along the way. But retirement and then that that long-term transition into long-term care and the unknown of it just becomes a huge potential cost. And you've, you've got to take steps to, you know, to make sure you're protected. Now, most people know, or if you don't know, please make note Six months before you turn 65, you need to be preparing for and getting ready to transition onto Medicare. You have to sign up by age 65. So at least three to six months out, be reaching out and be making contact with Medicare to make sure you're getting signed up, whether you're continuing to work or not. Very important to at least check in. How it operates in those two situations are very different, but uh, coming up on 65 key rule number one that you need to be aware of. So many different considerations when it comes to Medicare. Obviously, you hear Medicare, you think healthcare, and the cost is a big concern, as you mentioned, Brian. But then I feel like the other big misnomer or place where people get confused is what's covered and what's not covered, and kind of then the different moving parts that are involved in that. 
Yeah, and you have to look at what the premiums are and and how you are going to pay those premiums. And you've got a couple of different options there to pay them directly or have them withheld from your Social Security check if you're claiming Social Security. So, uh, But you know, with that, let me turn it over to Brett and let him share his analogy with you. Yeah, so we've been talking, oh, it gets complicated. Oh, there's many different moving parts. Yes, yes, there are. And I was actually um, talking to somebody at a wedding and they had Swiss cheese on the table, not on the table where I was sitting, but over on the buffet area. And I went ahead and the person was asking me about it. And I said, you know what? You know, here's what it is. Here's Medicare Part A and Part B and here's Part D and there's Medigap. And these folks were looking at me like I was crazy. And they were saying, you know, Brett, these folks were looking at me like, you know, they didn't understand They had no idea. And they were saying, Brett, what the heck are you talking about? So I realized, wait a minute, there's Swiss cheese over there. And it hit me. So I went over, grabbed the Swiss cheese, came and threw it down on the table. And they looked at me and they said, how much have you been drinking? And I said, well, I have been drinking a little bit because it's later on in the evening. But I am quite, you know, sober enough for this conversation anyway. Medicare is like Swiss cheese. So what I want you to look at is a piece of Swiss cheese that represents part A. And in the show notes, we have an infographic that can illustrate this better. But it's Swiss cheese has a bunch of holes in it. Well, that part A is essentially your hospital insurance, but there's tons of holes in it. Also, underneath the Swiss cheese, there's some deductibles. And then there's 20% of the Swiss cheese is missing. And you say, well, wait a minute here. So you're telling me this part A, which actually is free, if you've paid into the system over the years, there's no premium cost for that. You're actually getting 80% of kind of the hospital cost. And I'm saying kind of because it gets complex, but basically that's what it is. And I'm missing out on deductibles and I'm missing out on 20% but it just covers the hospital. That's correct. So what we're going to do is we're going to fill in some of those holes of Swiss cheese with part B. And part B does cost something. For 2019, it's $135.50 per month per person if your adjusted gross income as a couple is below $170,000. If you're above that, then it goes up your monthly cost. But if you're in that range, it's $135.50. And that is part B. That's think doctors and tests. That's what that's for. And so that will fill in a lot of those holes in the Swiss cheese, but I'm still missing the deductibles and I'm still missing 20%. And even in that Swiss cheese, I still have some other holes. One of those holes is drugs. And I'm saying legal drugs, Brian. Okay. Uh, Legal drugs. I'm with you. 100%. Legal drugs. I'm just kidding, everyone. But seriously, Part D is an extra policy that you buy. And that fills in a big hole on that Swiss cheese. And then there's something called Medigap. And it could be called Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplemental. It could be called Part C in certain states. Every state is slightly different. And In that case, you would pay an extra premium, and that will fill in, for the most part, the 20% that's not paid for. Um, So really, by having all of that together, you have some pretty comprehensive uh, coverage. There's one giant hole that's still missing, 
And that hole in the Swiss cheese is long-term care. Medicare, people say, well, I have Medicare. That'll cover me for long-term care. Well, number one, it only pays for up to 100 days of skilled nursing home care. So that means that it's not just that you're in a nursing home. It means that you need skilled care. So you need an actual nurse that's taking care of you. So if you just need some help at home, if you just need to go into assisted living, Medicare is not going to pay for it. So that's the last hole that really exists there in the Swiss cheese is that long-term care. So there is a premium for the Part B. Then you layer on Part D. There's a premium for that. Then there's this Medigap or Medicare Supplemental, Medicare Advantage, Part C. There's another premium for that. And then the long-term care is a totally separate solution that you would need to talk to your financial advisor about. So with this, yes, it is not just that you go and, oh, you just get one policy and it's all done. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much confusion out there, because as Brian alluded to, you know, we're used to having at work, you have two choices or three choices and that's it. And even then you're like, well, I've had the same one for the last five years and they tweaked it a little. I'll just go ahead and, and stick with that. Whereas when you get to Medicare, it's being aware, as Brian alluded to, being aware of when you need to sign up. And oh, by the way, making sure that you have all of these other coverages in place because you don't want to get surprised. So let me let me just go back over that, Brett. So the, on the piece of Swiss cheese, the cheese itself is part A. And most people think that that is their coverage, but the holes actually demonstrate what's missing from your core coverage. All of these holes that are in the Swiss cheese represent different levels of need or potential need. For example, you may need drug coverage, you may not need drug coverage, you may need long-term care, which Medicare is as Brett mentioned, not going to cover. And so how do you fill all of those holes? Medicare has a series of programs and uh, coverages that you can purchase to fill those holes, but every person is going to be a little bit different. And this is where the art of, of selecting Medicare coverage really comes in. You need to talk with someone who can help you evaluate which coverages you need. It's very easy to just say, what I see a lot of people do is they, if they've got the resources, they'll default and buy the most expensive coverage and just assume it's going to be like at work. I'll pick the Cadillac of the plans or the most coverage. That way I know I've got the most protection, but you may be overpaying or, or paying for coverage that you don't actually need. And this is where a skilled Medicare professional can really help you get the right drug coverages, the right level of, of supplement coverages, or if you have the deductibles, if you know you're going to have those expenses, you may want to approach your Medicare coverage different than the person who's healthy, has no prescriptions that they're on, and has no anticipated need. I, I think that's where the biggest difference comes in. And Brian, I, I'd like to add something to that, Brian is going to be talking in generalities in that, hey, here's the, the Swiss cheese analogy and here are the basic coverages that you need. And then it's going to go to a specialist who actually deals 
with selling the actual policies and is licensed to do those. One of the things that that I'm seeing, you know, around the country, and I, I think it's pretty terrible, is that you'll have people who are leading with, oh, I'm selling the Medicare. And then they say, oh, and I'm a financial advisor as well. And I'm great at it. I'm sorry. Brian is not trying to be the person who's selling the Medicare policies to get paid from that. And then also trying to be the financial advisor. Brian is a certified financial planner. Brian is saying, well, here's, I'm giving you the macro overview for the micro because the rules are always changing. You need to go to a specialist, but he's not trying to do both. So always be a little leery of people who are trying to do both because quite frankly, it's hard to be an expert in everything. And I, I would always be be leery of those folks. Yeah, I would be very conscious of the bait and switch. I have seen people take their Medicare supplement businesses in a couple of different directions. Some have gone into real true consulting on helping you pick the best Medicare coverages. And they're, they're, they would actually charge a fee for that. Uh, it's quite reasonable, well worth the money to get a, a skilled person to do that. And that's where I help my clients find someone like that, like I would help them find an estate planning attorney, like I might help them find an accountant. I would actually help them find a person who can evaluate their situation, do an audit with them, and really make sure they're getting the best coverages. What you don't want is a person who's out there advertising them, themselves as the Medicare expert, but really once you get into to their office, magically they're pitching you an index annuity or something like that. I, I see far too much of that. So proceed with caution. One other resource is medicare.gov. If somebody wants to get a a general overview of things, they could go to medicare.gov. Obviously, they can talk with Brian about it, but that, that is another resource if they wanted to do some digging on their own. Now, I know a lot of this would affect somebody who's hitting 65 and retiring, but what about if you're still working at 65? Does that change the dynamic quite a bit? So I've had situations where clients retired, got onto Medicare at 65, and for some reason or another, a job opportunity came back. Maybe maybe it was just for a year or two or a kind of a consulting type of gig, but they actually went back onto an employer plan. Well, if that is the situation, what happens is, is your Medicare Part A, the cheese, is your primary coverage. Your employer plan becomes the Part B that fills that hole for the Part B. If you then retire again or or come off of the employer plan, then you would have to go back and pick up the Medicare supplement policy for yourself. If someone is working and they are 65 years of age, you know, people will say, do I have to go on Medicare? It really depends on your firm and the health plans at your firm. Most policies today will say you have to sign up for, at a minimum, Part A, and then our coverage through the health plan, because you're still working, and this is for you and your spouse or any other family members that are dependents, we're going to go ahead and Part A will cover certain things. Whatever Part A doesn't cover, the insurance from the employer will cover some employers I have seen, and every employer is different, every plan is different, So, and, and states will handle things differently, but what I have been seeing is that they will want you to sign up for Part A 
and pay for Part B as well. So that also could happen. It's not always, but I've, I've seen it. And what that means is, is that the insurance carrier through the employer is saying, look, we're going to utilize Part A and Part B, and then we're going to fill in all the gaps on top of that. So that's one of the ways that insurance companies are looking at and saying, wait a minute, the government should pay for part of this because this employee has actually reached the age of 65. So it saves the company money in that certain benefits will be covered by the government starting at age 65. So that's really what's happening as well. That's if you are continuing to work past age 65. Also, if you go on Medicare, you retire, go on Medicare, and then you come back into the workforce and you want to be covered on your actual employer plan, that can be done. Usually they will make you keep at least part A and sometimes part B as well. And the employer health plan will cover all of the gaps that are not covered by part A or and or possibly A and B together. So that's really how that works. Then when the person retires, they will go back on Medicare and they will have to have the full complement of part A, part B, part D for prescription drugs, the Medigap slash part C, as well as uh, understanding that long-term care is not adequately covered under Medicare. The final hole in the Swiss cheese that is not covered by Medicare is going to be long-term care. That is a whole another episode for another day. But uh, just to clarify, long-term care, other than a very small, very narrow uh, situation, overwhelmingly is not covered by Medicare. And actually, I recently was taking a quiz about long-term care coverage, and it asked what the number one provider or payer of long-term care coverage was in the country. And I thought, well, it's it's probably either the options were personal pay, uh, long-term care coverage, or Medicaid. And Medicaid actually is right now the number one source of of payment for long-term care. And I'm telling you, if you are on Medicaid for your long-term care, you've lost control of the conversation. Your your options are not what you're going to want them to be in that situation. So we'll address that in another podcast and uh, make sure you've got good coverages and good options for all of those holes in the Swiss cheese. Well, Brian and Brad, before we wrap up the program for today, I did want to address one more of those pieces of confusion or concern. And I kind of teed it up at the very beginning of the show. We're talking about Medicare. And then I kind of casually threw in the word Medicaid in there as well. Can we touch on that as well? Because I think a lot of people don't even know that there's a difference between those two things as well. Yeah, Walter, that's a the huge uh, point of confusion. Medicare is a government-run program that is uh, partially paid for by the government and partially paid for by the actual individual. And in that, there's a lot of choices, and you can look to see what's best for you, and you have more control over things when it comes to Medicare. Medicaid comes in, and it's an an incredibly important program that Americans have access to. But in that case, they don't have any assets. In fact, it's an individual with less than, you know, $2,000 of assets. 
So these are, are folks who, who don't have uh, really any money. And because of that, the government will pay for 100% of their medical issues. And you say, well, that sounds great. They'll cover it all. Yes, but you lose choice in terms of who, what doctors you go to, what hospitals you go to, uh, I would argue even what treatments you, you go to. And especially for long-term care situations, we will see people say, well, I'm going to give away all my assets to my kids, and then I'll go on Medicaid and I'll have the government pay for me. Well, you don't really want to go on Medicaid. That should never be a goal. And it really is meant for people as a safety net for folks who have nothing. And it should be there, and I'm happy it's there as a US citizen because people need to be taken care of and have dignity. But remember, if somebody else is paying for it in its entirety, you're gonna lose choice. And it doesn't mean that there aren't Medicaid facilities in terms of long-term care or even regular healthcare that you won't have good outcomes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you will lose control and you may not be able to get the care that you think is best or feel is best or work with the doctors or the hospitals that you want. So I would argue that Medicare, you're partially paying for it and you have more control and more options. Medicaid, you're not paying for. This means that you don't have any money and the government is going to take care of things but they're going to take care of it in their way and not give you uh, many options. Brian, is there anything you'd like to add to that? No, I, th I think that's enough said about that. And it's a tricky position for people that, you know, they maybe have a few hundred thousand dollars. They'd like to be able to pass that to their children and protect it. But strategies to transfer wealth are being frowned upon you know, by the, the government as well. And they, they, I think the look back period for such strategies was three years. I think they've increased it to about five. So it, they're closing the window on your ability to utilize those strategies. And like Brett said, the control you give up is not going to be worth the comfort and the care that you actually want and, and deserve. So Medicare, part of the plan, Medicaid, really, we don't want to ever have to, to go that route. Let's hope not. Well, it's a fun analogy to get a little bit better grasp on Medicare, get to understand it a little bit better. And uh, it doesn't have to be the scary thing that a lot of people make it into when they're trying to plan for retirement, but it does take a little bit of analysis, a little bit of seeing how it fits into your overall plan to help determine what's going to be the best choices for you going forward. And if you need help uh, determining what those best choices are, we do encourage you to schedule a time to talk with Brian about it at Living Worth Wealth Advisors. You can do that online at makethedoughrise.com. Schedule a 15-minute call with Brian there from the website. That's makethedoughrise.com, makethedoughrise.com. We'll put a link of that uh, website in the description of today's show. We'll also put that resource into the description of today's show as well in the show notes, uh, that copy of the infographic that Brett was mentioning there for you if you want to view that for yourself and uh, dive in a little bit deeper into understanding Medicare that might be very helpful to you. Check the show notes again and you can find that resource, that infographic there as well. And if you like the old-fashioned way, you can give a call to Brian and talk with him about some of these Medicare things that we've discussed on today's show and uh, what kind of choices you might need to make going forward. That number is 706-451-9800. That's 706 451 
800-242-9800. Be sure to join us for the next podcast, the next edition of the show. We're going to have Brett back once again. We're going to be talking about the F word, <laughs> known as fiduciary in the financial world. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that on the next show and really diving into the importance of working with a fiduciary and what does one really look like. We're going to talk about all that coming up on the next edition of the show. For Brian Doe and Brett Danko, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon, right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.